Hello, and welcome to Exchanging Eternal Truths, brought to you by Eternal Truths Ministries in Anderson, South Carolina. I'm your host, author and minister, Heather Lancaster, and I'm happy to be joined by Pam Brockett. She's one of our senior ministers at Eternal Truths Ministries, and I am excited to hear what she has to say because God has given her some new revelation on the bread of life. So, Miss Pam, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored to be here, and thank you for asking me, and and it's just such a pleasure. When we were talking about doing the podcast, you were saying that... Um, well, I was sharing how the Lord was uh, waking me. Well, I didn't know it was the Lord at the time, but for a couple of weeks, I was waking up 623, 625, 628, 26, 27, 630. You know, the, and just, and, and, you know, normally you think, okay, uh, I, my body's getting used to just waking up in that time. Or I just think it's way too early. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so at one point, it just stopped and I thought, are you speaking to me? Are, are you? Is this you, Lord, wanting to show me something in Scripture? Because He has done that before in the past. Sure. And so immediately I heard, go to the book of John. So I thought, okay. So I went to the book of John, and uh, chapter 6, and I went to around those, um, you know, n- times, you know, the 23, 23. and um, what struck me the most was in uh, John six twenty seven. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. Um, Jesus is talking and he says, I, the Son of Man, am ready to give you what matters most. For God the Father is destined me for this purpose. And I thought, okay, he wants to give me something that matters most to him. He wants to share. He wants to reveal. He wants to feed. He wants to give me something that matters most to him. So I closed up my Bible. I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to be quiet here and just listen what you've got to say. Didn't hear a word. (laughs) I thought, okay, I'll go about my day and I'll uh, see if he speaks to me throughout the day. Never really heard anything. So the next morning, I did the same thing. I spoke out and I said, okay, you said that you're going to tell me what matters most to you, Lord. What What is it that you want to reveal to me or feed me or give to me? And 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 I, I want to know. And so I was just real quiet again. Didn't hear a thing. So I thought, okay. I thought, let me read further in the word and maybe he'll start to speak to me. Because I always love how he speaks through his word. Exactly. So, um, (laughs) because I have. So, anyway, um, just to give you a um, rundown of where chapter six starts, it starts where, uh, and this is so cool what he shared. So, just hang on. Oh, yeah. No, it's good stuff. (laughs) um, Anyway, it starts out in chapter six where uh, the massive people were being following Jesus everywhere, and they were attracted by his miracles and and their healings, and they watched him perform it, and they just hung on with that, and they really loved that. And so then it was came to the time where he was wanted to feed the uh, five thousand plus people, and it's these same people, and it's from two fish and five loaves of bread. You all, most of you, pretty much know this story. Sure, and he says. They said all, all, all the people were astounded as they saw with their own eyes this incredible miracle that Jesus performed. And so anyway, so, uh, so after all of this, Jesus decides to leave and goes up uh, into the, um, 
to a mountainside by himself. So the disciples had waited for him a bit, and then they decided to get in boats. I'm just leading up to what's going on. Yeah. Uh, uh, decided to get in the boats and head to Capernaum. And about halfway there, um, Jesus started walking on water and walked towards the boat, and he got in, and uh, then they ended up on the other side. All miracles, right? Mm-hmm. And the next day, the crowd is still there waiting for Jesus, and they still don't see him, but they see these boats, and they decide to go across the way to Capernaum as well to search for him. And so, and then lo and behold, we got in uh, 625, and it says, Teacher, how did you get here? And in 20, um, 26, Jesus says, Let me make this very clear. You came looking for me because I fed you by a miracle, not because you believe in me. Why would you strive for food that is perishable and not be passionate to seek the food of eternal life, which never spoils? Then it comes to the scripture, I, the son of man, am ready to give you what matters most for God, the father has destined me for this purpose. Okay. Now, this is where we're going to we're going to continue because I really need to show you this. Yeah, it says. Um, so they replied uh, in um, verse twenty eight. So what should we do if we want to do God's work? And in twenty nine, he says, Jesus says, the work you do for God starts with believing in the one who is sent. And then in 30 and 31, he talks about, and they said, show us a miracle. Then we can believe in you. And there's, they're like, they talk about Moses and how they were their ancestors were fed with the bread from heaven. And this was the sign. What sign are you going to give us? And Jesus uh, says um, in 32, he says, the truth is Moses didn't give you the bread of heaven. It's my father who offers bread that comes as a dramatic sign from heaven. The bread of God is the one who came out of heaven to give his life to feed the world. So then he said, then they say, please, sir, give us this bread every day. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Come to me every day. You'll never be hungry. Believe in me and you'll never be thirsty. And he says, yet I've told you that even though you've seen me, you still don't believe in me. And so um, the, then we skip down and the Jews start start complaining. Then they're saying, you know, we don't understand what he's saying. We we know his parents. Um, how, how is it that he's come down from heaven? And Jesus in uh, 40, 43, he says, stop your grumbling. Stop your grumbling. And he could look at... Uh, Go down to verse 47. It says, Jesus says, I speak to you living truth. Now he says he's trying to make things clear. He says, listen to this truth. And now he's saying, I speak to you living truth. Unite your heart to me and believe, and you will experience eternal life. I am the true bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the desert and died, but standing here before you is the true bread that comes out of heaven. And when you eat this bread, you will never die. I alone am this living bread that has come to you from heaven. Eat this bread and you will live forever. The living bread I give you is my body, which I will offer as a sacrifice so that all may live. 
And again, it shows the the uh, the people, and they were just angry and outburst and saying, how does he expect us to eat his body? And then in verse 53, Jesus says, listen to this eternal truth. Unless you eat the body of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not have eternal life. Eternal life comes to the one who eats my body and drinks my blood, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my body, 55, for my body is real food for your spirit, and my blood is real drink. The one who eats my body and drinks my blood lives in me, and I in him. Now here we go. This is what he showed me. In verse 57, the father of life sent me and he is my life in the same way, in the same way, the one who feeds upon me, listen to this. Jesus says, the one who feeds upon me, I will become his life. Wow. Nice. Well, let the Holy Spirit explode that word in you. I will become his life. What does this mean? This is new creation living, right? Right. It's new creation living. Second Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, anyone be in Christ. He's a new, new creation. creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. And then I love when Paul says in Galatians 2, 20, he says, it's, it's no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me. They were looking for signs, miracles, and all this. Look at this beautiful miracle. And and this is a true expression of when we take communion, is it not? It's a beautiful love feast, and it's a feast. And he said, I've come to, when we read, he says, I've come to feed the people. I've come to feed of me if you eat and drink of me. And what I found interesting, if I can, yes. if I can jump in there, what I found interesting, like as we were reading that when he's talking <clears throat> about the people, he had fed them, yes, and all they wanted to do was see more miracles, yes, you know, and and how often do we look for, you know, and there was an old song about show me your face, yes, where it says Moses, yes. Moses Paul saw, to do it. yeah, mm-hmm. Moses saw saw the face of God, and so many of us are looking for the hand of God. We're looking for something visual, something dramatic. We're looking for that handwriting on the wall moment, like from Daniel. Yes. Or we're, we want to see the signs, wonders, yes. and miracles. But are we truly taking the time to realize every day we are a walking miracle mm-hmm. because we've been made that new creation? Mm-hmm. You know, if we get a handle on the fact that we are eternal beings— mm-hmm. You know, there's this there's this whole thing, and and you see it in the world where people people are looking to look younger, to live longer, to do all of these things, and yet they don't understand that they're already eternal. Yes. But what the miracle is is that you just changed your your ultimate destiny when you accept Jesus and you're made that new creation, like it talks about in Corinthians. You have changed your permanent address. Mm-hmm. You know, we think about, you know, you think about you live in a house, you live in a, a, a wherever, and you go, this is my, this is my forever home. You know, you hear that yeah. phrase, this is my yeah. forever home. It's like, no, that might be your temper, that might be your last temporary home yeah. on earth. Yeah. 
but you're forever home. Yeah, we're citizens of heaven. We're citizens mm-hmm. of heaven. So mm-hmm. your forever home is either going to be with him mm-hmm. or it is not. Mm-hmm. And not only do I want to be with him, I want to learn as much here so I don't have yeah. to learn as much when I get yeah. on that side yeah. because we, we're always learning. We're always growing. Yes, exactly. We are those new creations. and But I love the fact that uh, the part of communion and it's like, I mean, there's so much, so much good nourishment in just this chapter alone. And, uh, but with communion, you know, most of the church does it once a month right? and they come together and, and, um, but you can do it daily. You can do it anytime in your home. I pretty much do it every day and sometimes a couple times a day. Right. And, but when you take communion, Take it intentionally mm-hmm. that you're eating of him. And when you're, because he is the sacrificial lamb, he laid down his life. So you eat of him, you eat of his life, but receive it, receive that by faith. You right. know, don't, it's not just a nip and a sip, as I heard somebody say, it's, it's receiving his life, receiving his power, receiving his virtue, his nature, receiving that. And then drinking of his blood, you know, when you drink, you, you, you know that he purchased you mm-hmm. at a cost right. his life be intentional if, do, if we could really see what goes on in the spirit realm when we do communion right it's 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 a he says i've come to feed with my life i've right. come to feed this is he says this is what matters most to me right and it's like and you know i mean just it just reminded me of Communion and right. then taking communion in that well beautiful feast. Absolutely. And and think about this. Let's let's take it even to the next level. So you mentioned that, you know, in a lot of churches they do communion once a month. And we need to understand that communion is something that we don't have to be limited to doing in our congregations. That's right. It's a very personal thing. Mm-hmm. Even when you do it in church, it's still supposed to be a personal yes. thing. But something that the Holy Spirit dropped in me when you were talking Mm -hmm. is that when we talk about eating of his body, eating of him, you know, for that nourishment, that's also the word of God. Yes, it is. You know, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Mm -hmm. That's what we were saying is nourishment. And, and that, and, and we, we joke uh, with some of our friends, it's like, the biggest thing we can tell somebody, and and we do it amongst us us ladies, where it's like, girl, read your Bible. If we are in the Word, and I don't, I don't mean just casual. Oh, I I read a verse today. Yay! You know, you get that. You get the the uh, the the daily verse of the day emailed to you or whatever. Oh, good, I read my Bible today. No, right. you didn't. Right. Did you did you take time to chew on it, mm-hmm. to to ponder it? You, you know the the word even uses the word meditate. You know mm-hmm. that's that's gotten a weird connotation in no, in some things. But you're the word but says, you're chewing on mm-hmm, the word. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? How do I apply it to my life? Even if you're just looking at that one verse. But he's saying, unite your heart and believe. Come right. every day and believe. 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 And so when we eat of him and drink of him, whether it's the word, whether it's drinking it in, whether it's with communion, if we do that, he promises, I will become your life. And what is that picture of? That's a picture to me of ultimate rest. 
Oh, yeah. Ultimate rest because you can sit back and he takes over. It's like letting go and letting him because we are his body. We are his body. And this is a such an, a place of rest and knowing, okay, he's taken over. He's going to be revealed through us. And what a beautiful, beautiful miracle this is. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it says, if you go a little further, it says in John 6, 66, mm-hmm. 66 most of them turned their backs on him. And mm-hmm. they walked away. Yeah. They didn't want anything to do with it. And he turns to his disciples and he says, are you going to leave? And Peter says, but Lord, where, where will we go? No one but you can give us this revelation of eternal life. We're fully convinced that you are the anointed one, the son of the living God, and we believe in you. Yeah. And that belief concept is such a huge thing. You know, Jesus said, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith in the earth? What is faith? Faith is belief. And I I brought up this scripture because I've been listening a, a lot about the concept of unbelief. And so much of what we ask God for, he's already promised us because he's already done the work. Yes. Jesus' sacrifice has already done the work. But sometimes it's our own belief that stops something sure, happening. Absolutely. And and what that falls onto, and you know, this is such a passionate thing for me, is what we're saying about it. Are our words lining up with what we're praying or are we counteracting? Are we speaking, you know, disbelief when we're talking to somebody? And I, I heard I heard somebody say, and this is this has been a week or so ago, they said, if you're believing to pay, and I'll just use this as an example. If you're believing to pay off your house in five years, but if somebody asks you how much longer you've got on your house, you go, eh, 15 years, you've just canceled what you say you're believing for to pay it off in a short amount of time. Right. And and I'm reminded of this scripture, and this is Mark 9, and it's it's about the, um, the disciples who are ab- unable to cast out a demon. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's Mark 9, and in verse 14, it basically starts the story, and it goes up, and, and the man says in verse 17, uh, also out of the Passion, says, Teacher, I have a son possessed by a demon that makes him mute. I brought him here to you. Whenever the demon takes control of him, it knocks him down, he foams at the mouth, he gnashes his teeth, and his body becomes stiff as a board. I brought him to your disciples, hoping they could deliver him, but they were not able to do it. And Jesus, and sometimes when I read these, I almost hear that exasperation, like how long is it going to take before you get this? And he's like, why are you such a faithless people? How much longer must I remain with you and put up with your unbelief? Now bring the boy to me. And then he asks him how long the he's been tormented, whatever. And he and the the father says to him, he says, uh, and this is in, in verse 22, it says, if you're able to do something, anything, have compassion on us and, and help us. And Jesus said, what do you mean if? And it, it, uh, this is one of the things, I know not everybody likes the bad, but this is one of the things I love about the translation. You get that attitude behind it that you, you had an, we have to remember that everything that Jesus did on earth, he did as a man. Yes, yeah. he was God, but he said he went nowhere. He did nothing without the Father telling him what to do. 
but he did it as a, as a man because if he was God, there's no way that we could do the greater works that he talks about in, in John where he says, all these right. things that I've done and greater. greater. If he was doing them only as God, that would be something we could never aspire to. That would put him on a different level. But he did them as a man through the working of the Holy Spirit at the direction of the Father, the same way that we can do it, right? So he goes on to say, and this is in verse 23, Mark 9, what do you mean if? If you were able to believe, all things are possible to the believer. And that's where it's like, what are we believing for? You know, are we taking this concept of communion and bread and bread of life and realizing that that life is in every area of our lives? Mm-hmm. You know, some people tend to think, and and I, you know, this is this is where I I maybe get a little firm with folks sometimes, <laughs> uh, and and it's like. This isn't just for your spiritual life. Right. This is every, every area mm-hmm. of your life. Everywhere. When you every talk day. about, and and you you were a, a former Catholic, a former practicing Catholic, mm-hmm. and, the, and that concept of the stations of the cross, mm-hmm. where it doesn't it talk about, and you'll have to help me out, I've only been to Mass a few times, but but basically the idea of, of he bought, he paid for it with this, he paid for it with this, we paid for it for this. And and there's another teaching about the 39 stripes that he took. Mm-hmm. And those 39 stripes represent the 39 causes of disease. You know, he took the stripes for our healing. Yes. When we take of that blood in communion, when we take of the juice yes. or, or whatever your element is there. Because I know some people do water, you know, however you feel. It's it's the heart posture behind exactly. it. Exactly. You know, when you do that, are you understanding that that's the best medicine you could take? Exactly. Yes, it is. You know, it it says that we have the mind of Christ. But it's receiving it. But it's receiving it. It's receiving what he did for us. We talk about the fact that we're grafted in, Mm -hmm. which means when you're grafted in, and if, if if anybody knows anything about plants, it's not me. But if you know that you're grafted in, yeah. that means you're growing with the same. That's right. Body. It's sure. that same. That DNA works through. Think about think about uh, somebody that gets a transplant. That DNA works through your system. So when we become that new creation and we're grafted into the Father, we get a new DNA. Mm-hmm. And that DNA is pure. Yes. And there's no room for disease. That's there's right. no room for any, there's no room for these things. But we have to understand that this concept goes beyond yes, it does. sitting in church on a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. It talks about your life and every aspect of your life. And that's something that that I hope our listeners get get a feel for yes. that 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 you would go and you would ask the Lord to show you what that bread of life means and exactly. how that means for your life. Right. What does that mean for where you are in your walk with him? What does that mean for where you are in your physical life? What does that mean for where you are in your financial life? And what life? hinders us in not walking in the fullness of it, you know? Correct. So, yeah, absolutely. 
There's so much. I mean, we could probably talk for hours about this oh, yeah. concept that that God wants so much more for us. You know, we get this we get this idea in our heads and I don't I don't I've never understood where this came from. But we get this idea in our heads that God's a, a, you know, way up there in the in the high and mighty, looking for a reason to beat us up. Right. And that's not the case. Not if you at look at the ministry of Jesus, mm-hmm. and you look at the New Testament, the covenant that we're under, mm-hmm. everything was to set us free. Yes. To to and 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 one of my favorite scriptures is is 3 John 1 2. Beloved above all things, yes. I wish you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Do we understand what that truly means? Yes. Do I, we understand the blessings of God? You know, I mean it was his plan all along, God's plan all along. Right. And so it's, it was sheer love. I mean, absolute love. How could we think of anything else or that he's a mean God or, you know, or, or want us to walk through in some horrible ways, but it, it's like, it's, he wants the very best for us, right. the very best. And he laid down his life for us. Right. He truly out of sheer love yeah. for all of us. But today, but it's, it, this particular, even though I've read these scriptures quite a few times, but when I got to that point that Jesus said, I will become his life. It's like, it just, every time I read it, just explodes inside of me. And again, it is, it's that ultimate place of rest knowing he's got it. It's done. It's finished. And the thing about rest, and this is, this is a whole topic we could do another podcast on. What yes. does rest look like? But it talks about we have to go into his rest. Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, that's that's a very interesting concept because most people think God's going to come and do this. A lot of what is told in the scriptures right. is stuff for us to do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. believe, I, walk in faith by, yes. I hear people go, oh, if God could talk to me, he'd tell me what to do. Well, that's what he did in the Bible. Read your Bible. It goes back to that that whole concept. And believe Knowing, when you read it. Yeah. Believe it. Yeah. And if it means you have to read the same verse yes. over and over and over. Yes. One of the things that I do, and maybe this is an encouragement that's for somebody it. listening. One of the things that I do is I, when I sit down to do my study, I go, show me something new. Because, you know, when, when we were talking about bringing you on as a guest, you said, you know, these scriptures, but it isn't about just knowing the scriptures. It's being open to that new revelation. That's right. Yes. You know, and what is this concept of bread of life? Mm-hmm. You know, look at our lives. Look at, you know, we can, we can get so focused on what's happening out in the world that we forget that our focus needs to be on him. Yes, absolutely. And when it, it goes back to, to Matthew 6.33, seek first mm-hmm. the kingdom of mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. and his righteousness. That means how we live, how we act, how we treat others. And he will add all other things that we need, mm-hmm. food, shelter, clothing. If he, if he knows the birds... 
and watches over them, how much more were we created in his image and his likeness that he sent his only son to die Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. so that we can be renewed back to him because he loves us. And I think people get put God out there. He wants to love you. He wants to be involved with you. He, he does. wants a relationship. Mm-hmm. It isn't about, and and you can go and you can sit in church all you want to. And I'm a firm believer that, that you get in a congregation that, that is a believing congregation that teaches the word of God uncompromised, but it goes beyond that. It goes into having that relationship with him, which is something way different and way beyond and way more rewarding than anything we could ever get sitting on a pew three times a week. And I think that this is the season that he's really, we were talking the other day, drawing us in to a deeper relationship with him so that we know that we know that we know. Absolutely. So absolutely it's beautiful. So any, any final thoughts you have, Miss Pam? No, I, <laughs> I just, um, I, it, it, this, this really, um, touched my heart in such a way because, you know, I've been in that place of new creation in Christ that we're this new creation Christ. And have we really identified with the identity of that? Mm-hmm. And most of us haven't not. No. We're learning about it, but where are we walking and experiencing it? And so for me, when I read this, it just fully opened my eyes more that this is, this is his true goal. This, you know, when we say, well, you know, what's our purpose in life? You know, it's truly to walk as he did. I mean, walk with, I mean, just as he did his body revealing himself through us. Yeah. And who, and so, um, <laughs> Um, so this, this sort of thing, it excites me because I just know that, um, it's something good to, to eat and to nourish, to drink from and, um, grow from and flow from. Exactly. (laughs) And, and, and you can't minister from a place that you don't understand. That's right. You know, I, I have yet to see a minister get up and preach for something that they're not walking in. You know, a friend of mine uh, says, you can't teach it till you own it. That's right. And I want to own every word in that gospel. Mm-hmm. I want to I own it. I want to walk it. I want to walk in everything that he has for me. And that's what I want for our, for our listeners as well, to understand yes. that everything that's in that word, God says you can have. Yes. You know, and 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 to focus on... And and I would encourage people, you know, if you're new to reading the Bible, I know that some people will say, start at the beginning and go all the way through. Start start in like John. Start in the book of John. The That's Gospel what I of did. John. Yeah, <laughs> because there's so much life and depth in there. Then then a lot go of love in, and a lot of love. And then I would go to Romans, and I'd go to Galatians, and then I'd go to Ephesians. Those are the those are if I was telling somebody to start Romans is going to tell you you know there's there's a scriptural thing that there's so many scriptures in Romans that talk about how to get saved how to do that and then you get into Galatians and Ephesians and it talks about how to live that victorious abundant life that he's called us to so so don't get hung up in the, in the Levitical thou shalt nots. 
or the the Matthew genealogical lists, which are fascinating even of themselves, but don't start there. Start John, Romans, Galatians, Ephesians, New Testament. I don't think you can really go wrong with the New Testament because that's our covenant. The Old Testament is there to show us what the New Testament offers. You know, and there's some awesome, you know, the whole of the Old Testament points to Jesus. The Gospels show us what Jesus did, and everything else in the New Testament shows us the reflection of what happens once the Holy Spirit hits the earth. Right? So, so for anybody out there, if you're just getting started, that'll, that'll give you some, some places to go. But I just want to thank everybody for, for taking the time to listen. Again, you're listening to Exchanging Eternal Truths, brought to you by Eternal Truths Ministries in Anderson, South Carolina. If you have any questions, please feel free to put them in the comments below, and we will answer them to the best of our ability. We even may make a different podcast if, if you've got a good topic for us. So again, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next time on Exchanging Eternal Truths.